Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Hey, if you haven't listened to part one of the winning, award, winning the war in your mind series, go back to last week's episode, listen to part one. Uh, we talk a lot about the limiting beliefs and I think it's gonna kind of help set up the foundation of what we're gonna discuss today, which is a little bit more on how to break through those limiting beliefs. So again, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go back, check it out, and then come back to this one. Uh, also, if you've been a loyal follower of the show, uh, or maybe it's your first time, or, or you've recently just started listening to the show, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and that you choose to listen to our podcast over thousands of other great business podcasts in the world. Uh, you're the reason we do this every week, and your support means the world to us. Seriously, uh, feel free to share this with anyone that you think would benefit uh, from it. Uh, share it on social media. And if you do share it on social, tag us in it. We're at Elite Business Advisors on both Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can tag us on LinkedIn as well. Uh, anywhere you want to share this, we would just love to know uh, the impact that it's it's having and, and the reach it's having for people. Uh, but like I said, a, last week's episode covered a lot of the limiting beliefs and the damage it can do to your business and your personal life. I shared some stuff, you know, kind of being transparent about uh, things that, that I've struggled with and the way that I've figured out limiting beliefs were, were holding me back back and, and the, the damage it was doing uh, in personal life uh, that kind of translates over into business. And so today I wanted to kind of share some different strategies and different ways on how you can break past those limiting beliefs. So I hope it helps. Thanks again for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Welcome back to the second part of the Winning the War in Your Mind series. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit about how to get past those limiting beliefs we discussed Last week, uh, we came up with five kind of strategies to get through those limiting beliefs and get back and get on track with where you want to go in, in your personal life and in your business. Obviously, I'm going to talk a lot about the business side of it today, although I think really all five of these things either already tie into your personal life, too, uh, and also um, you know, definitely will, will help your business uh, in the long run, right? Because again, personal life and business, yes, I want you guys to have a work-life balance, but let's be honest, it all blends together, right? Some of the limiting beliefs we talked about last week, it can be personal things that affect your business, right? If, if you're having low self-esteem, uh, the confidence you have when you're going to do estimates or you're on a sales call in your business, it's going to be affected, right? Uh, if you have imposter syndrome and you don't feel like you're worthy, right? Um, that might be kind of, it's kind of a personal thing that ties into business a lot of times. Uh, you're, you're not going to probably perform really well because uh, you're spending your whole time trying to justify uh, yourself and, and why you're credible, even though you already are, right? Uh, and so we came up with kind of five things that we want to go through kind of piece by piece here with you guys. Uh, the first one in... I don't want to say that these are really in an order um, or that one is more important than the other, um, but I'm going to say this number one can be one of the best ways to get past some of your limiting beliefs. Uh, and this is to collaborate with other business owners, both people in your industry and outside your industry, right? Uh, because I think the the information that you learn from people, the, the business information is great. But the struggles that people have, especially when you get deep with people, um, you know, we'd like to do this like in some of our mastermind groups, right? Like, hey, what are your challenges? What are you struggling with right now? And when you hear 
that like five people are struggling with the same issue, you're like, oh, so it's not just me. Okay, okay. Like just understanding that you're not in this alone is like one of the easiest ways to kind of start getting past that a little bit, right? Um, because we all feel like when we have problems, like we feel no matter what, you naturally feel like it's you. You're the only person in the world with this problem. I can tell you right now from working with painting contractors all over the US and Canada, you're not alone. Whatever you're struggling with, I guarantee at least one of our other clients has the exact same problem. Personally, business, whatever. Not to mention the other, what, 300,000 plus painting contractors. I don't remember if that's the number. It's a big number. Not to mention all of the other ones, right? So understand that you're not alone. No matter what it is you're dealing with, no matter what you're struggling with, understand that there's other people out there. And I think sometimes when you talk to them, it helps. It helps you get that perspective. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 100%, not even shamelessly plug uh, the PCA Expo coming up. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, we're, we're probably a week away. Uh, so I apologize that you might just now be hearing about the PCA Expo for the first time. Maybe you've already got your tickets. Maybe you don't. But here's the cool thing. You can still buy tickets. You can still book a plane ticket and you can still get your hotel rented. I don't care if you're listening to this literally the day before it starts. Now, logistically, can you make it work? I don't know. Is it a limiting belief or not? But it's not going to stop you from getting there. The fact that it's not like, oh, I missed the deadline. Oh, I can't get on a plane. Now, if you're listening to this afterwards, sorry, you're kind of out of luck on that one. But it's not too late, man. PCA Expo, go collaborate with other painting contractors from all over the country. That's one of my favorite things about Expo is the collaboration piece with it, the opportunity to talk to other painting contractors, hear from their stories. Um, I shared this on a previous episode. We, uh, I was on the, the Business Accelerator cohort uh, right before Christmas time. We were talking about operations uh, with the PCA. And I love what they've got. I love the platform and, and the learning management system that, that was built out with that. Uh, we had a lot of fun collaborating on it and stuff with, with PCA. And, and uh, we were talking about operations. And, and I, what I just said a second ago was 100% true. Out of nine people on the call, five of them had the exact same problem with operations. And the first person said it and I saw the other four kind of perk up and I was like, ah, I bet they're having the same problem. And then they were like, yeah, no, just like so-and-so said, uh, this is one of our biggest challenges. By the fifth person, he was like, I just feel like I'm repeating everybody else. Like, yep, that's one of our struggles right now. And so you're not alone. Um, being at PCA Expo, it's going to make you understand that. And also you're going to have a lot of education to hopefully get past that. Uh, go to some Sherwin-Williams pro shows and other events, right? And, and I don't just say, obviously, Sherwin, Benjamin Moore, there's a lot of other companies out there. Um, but Sherwin's just who we're familiar with. They have pro shows in your area, right? Go hear from other people. You think you're struggling with recruiting or with retention or with whatever? I guarantee you somebody else there is too um, in your market, right? So get a, get a good understanding of that. Um, I love networking groups. Uh, I think networking groups are great. Again, you're going to meet people outside just your industry. I think the first two things are very industry focused, which I think is the most impactful. But man, you go talk to somebody else in another industry and realize they're having the same problems you are, the same struggles. It's powerful. Um, I was talking, actually, I got, got my hair cut this morning. I was talking, I've known the girl for at least a decade, even all the way back to high school. Uh, and, you know, she's got her own salon now. And, and we were just talking about like business, right? And at the end of it, you know, I'm there for a whopping like 15 minutes. Uh, and at the end, I was like, you know, I was like, Sammy, I was like, I love this because we can, we can talk about business. I said, we've both been on like the same journey and like how you grow your business and, you know, not being stuck, just being self-employed and trading time for money and how you can grow a business. And, and I was like, and you're in the hair industry and I'm now in the consulting industry. Like we are in nowhere near related industries, but guess what? 
entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship, man. Like you, you typically start out being self-employed and then eventually you grow it to a point of having people that are helping generate revenue for the company. Like that's entrepreneurship. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. So talk to other people in other industries. Sometimes that outside perspective helps even more than the internal perspective of being in the industry. Uh, and then the last one, you know, find trusted business owners that you can like meet with, right? One-on-one -on -one, people that you respect, like people that are maybe a little bit further down the road from you, again, your industry or not. Um, find somebody that you can like really have these deep one-on-one -on -one conversations with and, you know, go dive deep with. I think that can be a great thing too. All right. So point number two, take a step back and look at your situation. Look at yourself from the perspective of a third person, an unbiased outsider, right? Stop and look at this. You might think, man, I'm really really struggling with this or look at this or, you know, imposter syndrome. I, I've, I mentioned that word a few times. Imposter syndrome is really just feeling like, like you're full of shit. Like you might know you're a great painter. You're a great business owner. You're a great leader, but you, like, you're going to have those random days where you're like, man, am I really like, am I really worthy of this? Am I really like good enough for this? Like, yeah, I've got a great business, I guess, but like, it, did I really deserve it? It's going to happen. Right. And if it's never happened to you, be prepared because it's coming someday. You're going to wake up. You might have you might be at a million dollars with 10 employees. And all of a sudden you're going to be like, wait, no, like I didn't do this. It's a real thing. Right. Um, it, it happens to me. So I'm like, man, why? Like, why am I? How do I justify myself going and coaching other business owners and telling them how to run a better business? Like, who am I to tell them that? Right. I'm just some 32 year old like kid from St. Louis. Right oh, well, I stop and think about things, right? And people are like, oh yeah, well, like the way you think through business and the way you're able to, to structure systems and the way that you provide perspective and you're able to break things down and look at the numbers and, oh, oh, hey, look at the case studies that we have now with clients over the last five years. Like I literally have to battle this. And again, I'm being fully transparent with you guys. Like this is a real thing with entrepreneurship. I have to battle imposter syndrome on almost a daily basis. Sometimes I get so busy, I don't even think about it. So I'm going to say at least weekly basis. At some point during that week, I'm like, man, what, like, what am I doing? Like, am I really qualified to, to coach people on this? Again, we've got 20 something case studies from clients that have been with us over a year that show, yeah, we kind of can help them in their business. And we have, and look where they're at now and plenty of testimonials and all these things. Right. But I literally have to stop and think about that, right? I have to stop and look at the victories and the successes we've had with clients that really go to show, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing what God called me to do and what I feel like I should be doing with my life and the gifts I have to help people. Um, and, and I'm doing it through helping them in their business. But like, I still have to stop and be like, man, like, what am I doing? Um, Crystal, some of you guys may know Crystal. Sorry, Crystal, I'm sharing this. I think you'd probably be okay with it. But, um, you know, she she does a lot of our bookkeeping and payroll with our clients. She's one of my wife and I's really good friends. And her and I talk about this all the time. Like, both of us are like, really? Like, oh, yeah, no, I guess we do actually know what we're doing. Um, and so it's a real thing. So take a step back have that unbiased perspective, look at the victories, look at the successes you've had, look how far you've come. I think that's one thing we don't celebrate the victories enough in business, right? We had a client, um, they fell just short of a million this year. And when we realized they were trending on that, like it never stopped and even registered. Like they were just so far into the day-to-day -day stuff. And I was like, guys, look how far you've come. Like look at where we started three years ago and look at where you guys are in size, and in culture and in numbers and like everything. It's amazing to see. 
but they never stop and think about this, the celebrate the successes, right? Uh, and so make sure you find time to do that. Uh, point number three, to get through your limiting beliefs. <clears throat> this one's gonna hurt, I'm sorry, uh, to some degree. Uh, plug into the right media. First and foremost, you guys are listening to this podcast. You're already on the right track. I think the two best things you can do is plug into podcast, plug into books and audiobooks. There is something to be said when you go through a, a period of time where you aren't plugged into growing and developing yourself, you're going to notice it, right? And sometimes it takes some time to build some momentum back in the right direction. Um, again, I'm always going to be transparent with you guys. You guys know I used to read three books a month. I was religious about it. I started getting to the point where I realized I was reading it for a checklist rather than just to create a good habit of reading. And I wasn't applying the information. So I started scaling back a little bit on it. Right. Uh, and then we had our son and, uh, then we finished building our house and moved. A lot of you guys have heard that story before. And like personal growth went so far out the window for such a long time. And I felt it. And trying to get back into the habit of listening to podcasts and reading books. And it's still kind of something I have to battle and, and make sure I, I find time to do again. It's not just a natural habit anymore. Uh, a lot of you guys know I used to get up at six o'clock in the morning to read before I would start my day. Well, now I wake up at six and I go take care of the kiddo. Um, and so just finding that new habits, you know, kind of been a bit of a struggle. Uh, but I realized that, man, it was so hard for me to get back into growing myself again, right? Even just for a few short months of dealing with chaos and just trying to survive life. And it was hard to get back into it, right? And so again, it takes at least 21 days to build a good habit. So plug into the right media. And, and that also means Unplugging from the wrong media. This is where I think it's going to hurt. Um, the news. A lot of articles, magazines, things you're going to see. It's all designed, and I'm, I'm not afraid to say designed, to create stress and anxiety. Because that's what keeps people going back to look at it. And that's what keeps the ad revenue coming in, right? And it, it sucks, but it's the truth, right? And a lot of times you get caught up in the news and all of a sudden you're like, wow, the world sucks. This is terrible. Like, what are we even doing here? That's not really the case. They're just highlighting the 1% of negative things, 5%, depending on the day. And you're like completely not paying attention to the other 95 to 99% of greatness out there in the world and all the great things happening in the world um, because it's easy to get plugged into that. So that's one. I think a lot of people have kind of learned to maybe disconnect from some of the news and different things like that. But I'm going to say this. I think social media can be terrible for limiting beliefs too. And here's why. Whether we want to or not, I 100% believe every time you're on social media, you're comparing yourself to other people and other business owners. Again, consciously or subconsciously. You might not be scrolling through and see something and be like, wow, man, I don't have the business that guy does or I don't have the life that that guy does. But your subconscious might think it. Like, man, man, that, that, that new Corvette C8 is nice. Like, what is he doing with his business to help me that he's got that? Man, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I not there? I've just, I've just got three people. Man, I, like, what? You know, so whether you realize it or not, and, and I'm all for social media. I love social media. I think you have to be very intentional with social media. I've, you know, we've talked some on the show about, um, you know, how to use social media in your business. We want, I want to do an updated episode on that here in the near future. I uh, just with some things that have changed, nothing crazy. 
Uh, if nothing else, go back and listen to season one, episode seven with Jeff Fitzer. That's uh, one of my probably all time favorite episodes just because Jeff's a great guy and super intelligent with this. But when you're on social media, like again, use it for business. There's strategies you can do on your personal social media to boost your business content and stuff. But man, if you're like endlessly scrolling through social media for like hours, like that's not a good thing, right? Not only from a productivity standpoint, but I think from a mentality standpoint. But again, that's what Facebook and Instagram wants you to do. And so what I want you to do is I don't want you to be that person, but I want everybody else in the world to do it because that's how they see all your stuff, right? And that's how you grow your business. Um, but when's the last time you did some sort of a social media cleanse? Um, you know, my wife does that like every year, she'll go like a whole month without like Facebook or something, right? Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of times, especially like the screen time app now, it's like, wow, how much time do you spend on social media a day? Like, I can't tell you how many times, again, especially now with having a kid, uh, he's crawling all over the place now. But right before that, it was like, you know, he's just chilling there playing. And I just unintentionally, again, subconscious power, grab my phone and get on Facebook and start scrolling. And like two minutes later, I'm like, what, what, what am I doing? Like, it was such a habit for me. And I was like, okay, we got to shut this down. Um, you know, again, I'm all for entertainment. I love Instagram reels. Um, you know, I still, it's, it's fun. It's, it's entertaining. Right. But like, there's a time and a place for it. And for me, it's now, I don't even get on reels. If somebody sends me something, I don't even look at it until I lay in bed at night and I give myself like maybe 20 minutes max, a little bit of entertainment and then go to bed. Right. And so I think you have to be very intentional and disciplined when it comes to social media, because I do think that it can kill your thinking. Right. And here's another thing, just like you can rewire your subconscious in your brain, like we talked about in the last episode, you can also rewire the algorithms on social media. It's cool because if you are always seeing negativity and stuff, but you're liking it, you're commenting on it, you're stopping. Did you know one big piece of the algorithm is what you stop and like look at or rewatch? Like that plays just as big of a part in the algorithm as liking, commenting, or searching on stuff, right? So if you don't like what you're seeing on there, find stuff that you want to see, right? Whether it's, you know, motivational quotes or things on reels, or I honestly, one of my favorite things on reels right now is Steve Harvey's like motivational things. It's a lot of times on family feud, like, you know, in the downtime and commercials or sometimes on his show, um, he's got some really great stuff out there. Right. And anytime that I'm scrolling through reels, even if I'm like in entertainment mode, I want to see funny stuff. And I come across that I'll always stop and like rewatch it a couple of times, or sometimes even lay my phone there for like 30 seconds so that the algorithm, I can train it to show me more stuff like that. Right. And on the flip side, if there's something I don't want to see on there, I quickly scroll past it as, as quick as I can. Uh, and so it's these little things that you can retrain the algorithms to, to show you the stuff that will help your thinking get further ahead down the road. So keep that in mind. Number four, find a mentor and a cheerleader. And you're like, Chris, what do you a cheerleader? You want me to find a cheerleader? I, I don't necessarily mean like high school basketball, like, you know, college cheerleader or anything. Um, but number one, find a mentor, whether it's somebody like myself or our company or anybody else out there. I don't, I always say, I would love to work with you and help you in your business. But as long as you're plugging into somebody that's going to help you get further down the road, that's all that I'm asking. Again, I would love that opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to plug into any of those other great companies out there, any of these other great people, I'm friends with a lot of them, find somebody that can help you get further down the road. And what this mentor is going to do is they're going to help guide you and remind you that you have what it takes to get there. 
we have a lot of clients who are like, man, every time after we meet, I just, I get like a, a re, re -ener I'm re-energized, right? To just go out and, and attack it and, and get things, you know, make things happen. And you're helping guide and give us to-do lists and slowly walk through things and, and doing this. Like, they're like, man, without you, we'd never get there. I'd be stuck in the same spot. And I'm like, hey, I, I appreciate that. And I understand that, right? Because I've been there too in business. Like having a mentor has helped propel me down the road for the exact same reason, right? Again, those limiting beliefs, sometimes that mentor can help you get past those. So talk to your mentor. If you're having those limiting beliefs, talk to them uh, at your next meeting or coffee or whatever your situation is with them. Uh, and then also find you a cheerleader that gets you back in the mindset of greatness. Again, that mentor is gonna be kind of that cheerleader for you. Um, but find something that gets you back in the mindset that you're gonna go win in business and you're gonna go win in life. Um, you know, one of my favorite thing, one of my favorite shows is called Suits. Uh, I, I won't give away this, the, the whole show. It was on USA. You can find out on Amazon Prime Video. That's like one of my favorite shows. And I love the main character. His name's Harvey Specter. I actually have a sign here in my office. It's a life's a game, play to win. Uh, and it's always like a, a reminder to me every day that like life is a game and you should play to win. You should compete. You should business for me. It, it's hard to take the sports that I used to play and competitiveness from that and turn it into business. Right. So it's like that reminder for me. Um, but I just love his attitude. Like he's going to win every time. Um, and it's just that little bit of a reminder. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a pump up song. You know, I had a friend of mine the other day posted something. Actually, Jeff Fitzer that I just mentioned was like, hey, I'm looking for a new walkout song whenever I speak on stages. He's like, what are your favorite ones? And I sit in my, my top three. And those are always my like go-to. If I catch myself in a, you know, just a bad mood, I'm having one of those days, like my thinking's just dragging me down. Then I'll go listen to one of those. Cause it's just as little things. It's like, yeah, we're going to win. Like I'm, I'm greater than just this person. I'm sulking into the chair being right. Uh, and so I have a couple songs maybe that just help get you back in that mindset of like, yeah, no, I'm going to win. And I'm, I'm made for greatness, right? Again, it's those thoughts that lead to actions that lead to habits that lead to results. And sometimes you need these little different things that will distract your brain and get out of the rabbit hole of negativity and get back on the right track. Uh, and then the fifth one, this kind of ties in a little bit there into that, that mindset of greatness. Um, but do you play to win or do you play not to lose? And this is something I literally just got chills saying this. This is something that's always really hit home to me. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to share two stories here as we wrap up this episode. Um, and, and the reason I say it exactly like that, do you play to win or are you playing not to lose? And I, I'm a huge, huge ping pong fan. I love playing ping pong. Uh, it's a big thing in my wife's family, but like her close family and even extended family, like we always do ping pong tournaments at Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, and then, you know, family reunions and stuff. And, um, we were in Florida I, and this was the first time I'd met a lot of her extended family in like 2017 for, um, her great uncle's 80th birthday. And we're playing in a ping pong tournament and, you know, quickly realized just playing like games before we started the tournament, like, okay, here's, you know, the, the few people I need to worry about were <laughs> Christina's brother and, and her dad and her uncle. Like other than that, everybody else was like, yeah, I can handle them. It'll probably be the four of us in the championship. Second round I'm playing somebody that I have no business losing to. I'm just gonna be 100% honest with you guys. Like I know my skill set. I watched his skill set and there's no reason that he should win. Uh, and he did and it was terrible. And I was like, man, and I knew it was a thinking thing, right? It wasn't an ability thing. It was a like mentality I had. And I'll never forget Christina's I don't, cousin extended whatever. I've only met him one time. 
And he looked at me and he said, do you know what happened? And I said, what? He said, you were playing not to lose. You weren't playing to win. And that's always stuck home with me, maybe just because the situation and being a competitive person. But I think it's true in business, right? I think it's true that sometimes we play a little too safe or we like kind of hold ourselves back because all we're trying to do is just not lose, right? Like, hey, my goal, maybe with my business is I just want to have like one or two employees make a little extra money. Yeah, I want to fly under the radar of the IRS. I want to, you know, all these like things because we're just afraid to lose, right? Or we're afraid for our business to grow and like implode or, you know, something, right? And of course, things are possible. But like, more than likely, like that's not going to happen, right? Especially if you're plugged into the right people and the right education. And, you know, your business can't like implode if it's financially going well, right? Um, you know, if you're being smart with your taxes and your, you know, profit and loss, like the IRS isn't going to put you in jail for 20 years, right? Um, even if you make a little mistake, like it's probably going to be okay. I can't promise that, I guess. But I say all that to say, I see a lot of business owners, they're just playing not to lose, right? Instead of playing to win. And, and, and I say that because a lot of times the people that are playing not to lose, their business isn't where they want it to be at. They've got this picture of where they want their business to be. But man, they're playing so small and, and trying not to lose that they're not going big and, and thinking big about their business and getting where they want to go, right? They're not playing to win. They're playing not to lose. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this, this episode, this last story on this subject. Uh, a lot of you guys know I'm a huge golfer and just was watching the Farmers uh, Insurance Open here yesterday or two days ago, I guess, right before I'm recording this uh, in the end of January. And uh, Max Homa, uh, some of you guys may be familiar with the name if you're into golf, uh, was down like seven, down five strokes going into the last day. And um, he ended up coming back winning. I, I can't say spoiler alert because it's already happened, but he came back and won shot a great round. The guy that was leading it at 12 under up by five strokes just completely fell apart in the last five holes again, because he was probably playing not to lose, right? Max Homa was playing to win. And it was really funny because afterwards they were interviewing Max. And, and that was basically what he said. He was like, Hey, he's like, I knew that I was five strokes back today coming into it. He's like, I didn't expect him to, you know, have a couple bogeys and, and kind of fall apart those last few holes. He was like, but I knew that if I wanted to have any chance of, of winning the tournament, he's like, man, I had to come out and play to win. And he's like, I just had that mindset all day that I was going to win this thing. And that I was going, you know, all in. He's like, I wasn't going to make stupid decisions, right. And take too many risks, but I knew I had to take a couple of risks and I had to really focus on playing to win. And I guarantee the guy that blew it, he was playing not to lose. His goal was like, man, I got a five stroke lead. I'm just, I'm going to coast to victory. He had a really good first three days fourth day couldn't pull it off because he was playing not to lose. And so think about that in your business. Are you playing to win? Are you playing not to lose? Uh, and so I hope this helps. If, if you guys want to chat further about it, man, I'd love to have this conversation. If you're going to be at PCA Expo, grab me. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about limiting beliefs. Because I think, again, if you can get your thinking right in your personal life, and in your business, man, I have no doubt you're going to get your business where you want it to go. But a lot of it starts with the thinking we have, identifying that, and then also reframing those things we're telling ourselves and, and plugging into these five uh, things that we just covered. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. We're excited to catch you on next week's episode. Thanks again for tuning in to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Paynet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.